From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. And welcome. So glad you made it. It's Friday night. Uh, She's Christine Nicholas. Hey, lady. Hey, Kevin. I'm Kevin McCullough. That's right. It's a happy Friday. And we made uh, it. We've uh, it's one more week. Now, can you? Wh- what is happening to this year? <laughs> We're at the end of the second month already. How did that happen? But you get an extra day this month. You That's get an true. extra day this year. So you know, go nuts on February 29th. <laughs> Live it like it's you know it's Part, the last party day. like you won't see it again for three more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. No, it's all good. Well, look, I have to give a little shout out. I can't resist, but. uh yeah, my my little gal Becca, who is on the varsity basketball team for Pelham, we made it. We made it through playoffs, and we are going to the county center first time in over a decade, I believe, that Pelham will be there. So, yes, uh, but you never know, right? I mean, these girls are pumped, and uh, we got a bunch of, believe it or not, eighth graders, ninth graders, tenth graders. But uh, this team is is like no other. Well, team if before, they're that so. if they're if they're that young and that good, they're going to yeah, have a couple of good years here. Yeah, it's going to be a powerhouse. Yeah. So, so I don't think I ever fun. told you, but I played hoops in um, high school and then started to play them in college for a brief while until I four, t- tore four ligaments in one foot um, early in the first season. And that kind of ended everything for that. But um, the first year we made state playoffs in texas where i grew up Mm -hmm. Uh, we had to play the number one ranked team in our division lake country was their name and uh, we had to beat them to play our way into the tournament and then eventually we had to play them a second time to get to the final four and we lost in the second time facing them going to the final four but we beat them to play our way into the tournament so we and they ended up being the state champion that year so we we defeated okay. the state champions to get into the tournament, only to very narrowly miss them a little bit later. So I hope she has even a better year than that, because that was an exciting you know, ride. You mentioned about your playing career, which many people may not know, but they also may not know that you were actually a coach. Of well, when girls, you can't play, you coach, basketball. right? <laughs> right. So what inspirational uh, words of wisdom would you give to this this uh, Pelham <laughs> basketball Well, team? not that I expect them to listen to me for they have perfectly good coaches obviously uh for all of that that are on their uh that are on their sideline already but the one thing i would always tell my guys and and i i coached women's and men's division at the ncaa d3 level i was an assistant but um mm-hmm. what i would what i would tell them is it doesn't matter who you play and it doesn't matter um to whatever degree if you face the worst team in the nation or the best team in the nation on the floor in front of you play to your to to the level of your heart's content to where when you leave that game you have no regrets about the level of effort that you gave it because i it really doesn't matter if you played your heart out and you left everything on the floor you will never have um, a sad moment when right. you walk off maybe you would like to have won the game but if you know that you did everything possible to not to, to not lose it. You played your very best in every aspect in defense and offense and running the stuff that coach wanted you to run and making sure that you didn't miss assignments. If you do that and you do that to your fullest extent, then when you're, when you've spent it all, there's not, there's no regret there. And then you, you can carry your head high no matter where you go. Cause you know that you gave it everything that you had. What words of wisdom by Kevin. I don't McCullough, know if that means anything. Basketball. But- 
but also for life. I mean, this is how you should live life too. You That's know, live kind it of to how I try to, but you know, yeah. <laughs> people. So, what did you way. do this week? Living life to the fullest. Yeah, Kevin? right. <laughs> well, you know who I want to give a shout out uh, here at the top, um, and it, we have not had him on because we had his predecessor on, but Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman um, this week said. And I find this to be particularly poignant, given your stage of life right now, that they're not going to let the Nassau County facilities be used by teams that have mixed sexes on the team if it's a girls only event. So if you're playing exclusively girls division basketball or uh, soccer or whatever. Now they have co-ed teams. They're allowed to go do whatever co-ed teams do. But if it's exclusively a girls only thing, but I think that the fact that he was like, Hey, let's, let's make sure that girls have a safe place to compete in safely. And he's done that for the girls in his county. I, I just want to County a huge shout out to him for that. Cause it takes yeah, a lot of I, I watched, uh, I watched his press conference and it was interesting that, you know, they were asking him, well, has this been a problem at all in in Nassau County? And he said, no, uh, we haven't had any complaints. We haven't, you know, but not he yet. just thought it through, but but not yet. But there was a case, you mentioned the case uh, that you, in Massachusetts, but I do, I've heard of a case in, um, in New Jersey where the girl was playing volleyball and she got spiked by the ball and yes. I think broke a wrist. Or broke something. No, broke her nose. It smashed her nose nose into her face. Yeah. No, it, there is definitely a difference. And as a mom of uh, varsity players who've worked so hard to get there, um, I would feel very uh, upset if they were replaced by somebody who um, obviously had a, was much stronger uh, physically and probably could uh, do a better job. But then, at, you know what this is? It's this, it's the beginning of the end because what'll end up happening is they will. Some folks will find it so controversial that they'll just get rid of the women's sports. I have well, a feeling that this is the beginning of the end. That's already started in some level on some. We fought too hard to make this happen to to have women be able to play. Look at what it's done for their self esteem. Look at what it's done uh, for college applicants and just you know the way of life. It's a healthy way of life and um and it. it I, I fear what this is going to look like 10 years from now. Well, Hopefully true story, we get it right. And, true story. Know. Three years ago, there, the, the, there was a whole slate of Connecticut girl, high school girls, track athletes that were really, really talented. And they were from like four different high schools, but they were competing against each other at all the top track events, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And they were, they were competing for big time scholarships. And the next year two males decided to identify as female and run in the female division and they shattered every record that these girls had spent their entire high school careers working towards and and getting you know they they shattered all the records got the scholarships and then maybe one or two of the of the four or five girls still qualified for what they were you know aiming for it's just unfair in every way and i just think it, it probably was not an easy political decision for Executive Blakeman to do that. But I, I feel like the fact that he did it and said, we're just going to make sure that the girls, you know, compete in a safe they have a environment. Chance to play. Yeah. I don't know. That's what you got to do. All right. <laughs> yep. Well, we got a big show. We're going to talk. Uh, well, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we're going to have the children's, uh, the Brooklyn Children's Museum, which is really a gem, um, right in the heart of Brooklyn and Crown Heights. So Atiba Edwards is going to join us and talk about what's going on there. And then Gordon Cox, our good friend from Variety, is going to give us uh, the ins and outs on what to watch for with this upcoming Broadway season. There's a lot. I think 18 shows. I'm excited about this because I get to take some people to shows here in a few weeks. So we'll see. Um, All right. That's all straight ahead. She's Christine. I'm Kevin. We're having fun. And it is Friday. Don't go anywhere.
Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend Rob Sabah and the Sabah family. It's a family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years. I've gotten cars there. My family's gotten cars there. My friends have gotten cars there. You know why? Everyone goes to Bay Ridge Honda because Rob Sabah and his team are the best and most trusted in the business, and they have a lot going on all month long. You pick the deal, the lowest lease or finance options in the tri-state area, President's Day weekend, they're all Offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down. Or you can get a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. Brand new Hondas like the all new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, CRV, the Honda Accord, and the Honda Passport. They have them all ready for you to drive home today. They have low finance rates available. No payments until spring 2024. 90 days with no payments. Best prices around. Top dollar for your trade-in. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Charity-minded, why not consider the charities and causes that you care about most and create a plan that fulfills your wishes after you are gone? This can be done in two ways. One is to establish your philanthropic plan so it serves your interests and protects your assets. The second is to think about how you can include your favorite organizations in your will and trust. Connors and Sullivan's attorneys can help you create a philanthropic plan, wills, and trusts that specifically benefit your favorite charities and causes. Nobody likes thinking about wills and trusts, but the fact is, everybody needs a will and possibly a trust. It's important that you determine who gets what. Schedule a free in-person initial consultation with one of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys. Offices are in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Or visit, please, connorsandsullivan.com. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. A very special guest is Congressman Peter King from New York's 2nd Congressional District. 237 represents the security in the Brentwood School District. Mm -hmm. We know about MS-13. We've been hearing about them for quite some time, and I want to commend you for bringing the attention to this gang violence and also doing something about it. MS-13 is particularly brutal. There's been a total of 17 murders on an island in 14, 15 months. This is just killing for the sake of killing. And the irony is, though, the most tragic part of it is they target other immigrants. And I would say every person person who has been killed by MS-13 is either an immigrant young person themselves or a son or daughter of immigrants. So it's their own community that they're terrorizing. It's absolutely horrific. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. The words you are about to hear are taken from letters sent in by members of the Trinity Debt Management Program. Dear Trinity, today I'm making my final credit card payment. Before I came to you, I was in a constant state of anxiety and panic, but now there is hope for my family's financial future. Working with Trinity made me understand that I'm not alone. You really do help people. Your kindness will never be forgotten. Without Trinity's support, I would not have achieved my lifelong goal of becoming debt-free. We saved a lot on interest and penalties, of course, but the reward was the gift of human kindness. Trinity has carried me through a very difficult time in my life. You're amazing. I used to feel so anxious and hopeless. Now I feel grace and peace. God bless Trinity as you continue to help others become debt-free. If credit card debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. That's 1-800-793-9159. Our hosts, tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. what a little moonlight. All right, welcome back. Uh, Christine, one of the things from the very first episode that we did of this radio broadcast, how many years ago now? How how long have we been doing this? Three, three years, three, yep. four. It only seemed like three. Ten. Um, <laughs> no, the uh, from the very beginning, we have always been a mouthpiece and a supporter of and a a strong advocate for Broadway in all things. And so when we have our next guest and when we have others that are uh, part of that uh, community, it's always one of the more exciting uh, nights for me. But why don't you introduce Gordon for us? 
Well, he really needs no introduction. Gordon Cox, welcome back to Radio Night Live uh, with Variety Magazine. And, you know, I just want to jump right into it because this is the season when we start getting all of the flyers. You start seeing it in the newspapers this Sunday in the New York Times. They did a whole special section about all of the Broadway shows. And this is the man that really knows it so well. So welcome, Gordon. And tell us, what do you expect for this wonderful upcoming spring season? I mean, I expect it to be a crowded time on Broadway. It is uh, April is often, you know, full of new shows opening, um, but it is even more crowded than usual. There are just all these new shows coming in um, and they're all sort of jostling for attention and interest. And uh, there, there are a lot of exciting titles, a lot of a lot of new musicals, some plays with big stars in them as well. Like there's a lot there's a lot going on. Right. And when you look at the list or when you I, you know, Gordon and I may have an interesting opinion on this. Um, I see a lot of movies that are now turning into Broadway shows. I see Doubt, which was now, mind you, it was a play. Then it became a movie. Now it's a play. Again. So does that so count? That if it started out so on I a stage and then became count. a movie and then goes back, does that does that count? I don't. Well, well, I think the important distinction, I think for a lot of these shows, particularly for the musicals, what is useful about shows having been movies, particularly even if they originated as novels, for instance, right, like the notebook. Right, exactly. What is useful about having been a film is that people know what the notebook is because of that movie. And so they are that show is actually selling quite well. It just started previews a little while ago. Um, And part of it is the draw the fondness, not just for the novel, but for the movie that we've even if we haven't seen, we know the picture of like Ryan Gosling picking up Bridget McAdams in the rain. So like people know what that is. Um, and that is, you know, will be true for any show that has, uh, you know, an awareness from from a film like The Outsiders also is was a novel and then a, a film that a lot of people grew up on. And so a lot of people will know what that is going into it. Right. And the Who's Tommy, which is a film sure. that I grew up on when I was, you know, I, th- I think it was one of the first films that I went to go see with my girlfriends, you know, like mm. when we were 11 or 12 and we had that independent street living on the edge by ourselves. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Gordon, give us give us a run through of what to expect. Oof. Well, so on the new musical front, it's very crowded. Uh, there's a lot going on. I just saw The Notebook last night and I think it's quite good. Um so that and that comes in from Chicago that they had an out of town tryout in Chicago um, in 2022 and it got great reviews and the audiences were very enthusiastic and it's got a score by Ingrid Michaelson and it's uh, who's a singer songwriter whose uh, music shows up on Grey's used to show up on Grey's Anatomy a lot. Um, so that's an exciting one. That's one to like keep an eye on. And then. There, as you say, Christine, there are a whole number of like familiar titles that are, you know, either we're revisiting them, like the Who's Tommy. It's been on Broadway before and it is uh, coming back with the same director, but with kind of a new angle on it. Um, and then there's The Outsiders, which is a book and or movie that a lot of people grew up with. And so they're going to be interested to see, you know, the kind of take that they that they have on it. And then there are the like brand new original musicals like there is Suffs, which is um a sort of the the history of the women's suffragist movement um that uh it's not unlike hamilton in that it takes it like tackles uh history uh in a very sort of in, in a cool and surprising way um the cast is all female uh and uh that uh, you know, that started in the public and got some got some momentum there. And now it's on Broadway, Just like Hamilton. Right. Exactly, and, and also yeah. it's about New York's history, by the yeah, way. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Alicia Keys has a new musical and Alicia Keys, uh, you know, alone can sell a Broadway ticket. So it's it's and it uh, did quite well at the public. Another show that started at the public uh, and that it will be coming in as well. So there's just a ton of and that's a handful of you know the it's something like 18 new musicals that are happening this season wow that's amazing and then there's some old ones that are that are returning like cabaret cabaret is going to make this cabaret different than you know the the cabaret that was so powerful at studio Mm. 54 uh, this is you know about 10 years ago yeah, this is a very buzzy production uh, that started that originated in London and has a uh, it has a 
as sort of more environmentally staged uh, aspect to it. It'll be, you know, it, it remains to be seen how the, what they're going to do in the Broadway version, but they're going to be attempting to replicate that in some manner. Um, and uh, it is a, you know, a director who is very, uh, who's very sought after and very popular in the, um, in the UK and has won a ton of yeah. awards. And so, and it's got a red main in it. Um, yeah. And, and BB Newworth. And BB Newworth. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, that's one of my favorite musicals, just the musical of Cabaret. And so I'm uh, very, I didn't, haven't had a chance to see it in London. So I'm very much looking forward to that one. And then there's The right. Wiz also, which is a show that does not show up on Broadway that often, but everybody knows, um, mostly from the movie, as you mentioned, Christine. So Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Ease on down, ease Ross. on down the road. Yeah. Now it's going to be in your brain all weekend. Ease yeah. on down. <laughs> it was before you said it. I was already <laughs> thinking it. I was humming and, it. And that show, The Wiz, has actually been on tour uh, around the country for the whole season. And it's coming in. It uh, Often that goes in the other direction. It starts on Broadway and goes on tour. But now it, the, the touring production um, has landed uh, in New York after having had, uh, you know, the theory is a year to kind of hone the production and get it, um, you know, really get it into top notch shape. I'm kind of resentful that Chicago is the city where a lot of these things go and try themselves out. I, I have friends that live in Chicago. And so I hear, you know, they, they project it as, oh, well, we're better than New York because they come here first. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, Broadway is where they belong. Um, we're talking with Gordon Cox of Variety Magazine, and um, he's got he's written a lot uh, in the last, um, well, years uh, talking about what we're talking about tonight. But in January, you wrote about the days of wine and roses, Gordon. Mm -hmm. And I've got some friends coming from out of town. I want to treat them to a show. I, they looked at the list of what's coming and what's playing. And I think that we're settling on that. We're, we're going to get our, our evenings worth. I loved it. And I have to say, I dragged myself to that. I did not want to see a show about it's, it's, it's not grim, but it is very serious. And it is a, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it tackles some tough subjects, and I just thought, I don't, you know, it was getting such great buzz, and uh, Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James are in it, who are great actors, and so I sort of dragged myself to the off-Broadway production, thinking, well, it's a thing I have to sit through once, and unexpectedly, I loved it at the Atlantic when it was off-Broadway, I loved it again when I saw it on Broadway, I think it's really wonderful, and really, and they are wonderful in it, and it looks great, and um, I think it manages to tell that story in a way that is you know, serious and tough and very emotional um, while also being um, uplifting isn't quite the right word, but it's sort of it, it is sort of life affirming in uh, what it does. Also, and well, I, think, I thought it was great. It sounds like it's going to be a great night. He's yep. Gordon Cox. She's Christine Nicholas. I'm Calvin McCullough. We're coming right back. Don't go away. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Former President Trump says he would strongly support the availability of in vitro fertilization for couples and women who are trying to have a baby. And he's calling on lawmakers in Alabama to act quickly to find an immediate solution to preserve the availability of IVF in the state. The comments come after a ruling by the all-Republican Alabama Supreme Court that frozen embryos can be considered children under state law. The National Rifle Association and its longtime former leader have been found liable in a lawsuit centered on the organization's lavish spending. A New York jury on Friday found that Wayne LaPierre misspent millions of dollars of the group's money on pricey perks and it ordered him to repay the group $4,351,231. On Wall Street, the Dow buys 62 points. More on these stories at srnnews.com. The words you are about to hear are taken from letters sent in by members of the Trinity Debt Management Program. Dear Trinity, today I'm making my final credit card payment. Before I came to you, I was in a constant state of anxiety and panic, but now there is hope for my family's financial future. Working with Trinity made me understand that I'm not alone. You really do help people. Your kindness will never be forgotten. Without Trinity's support, I would not have achieved my lifelong goal of becoming debt-free. 
We saved a lot on interest and penalties, of course, but the reward was the gift of human kindness. Trinity has carried me through a very difficult time in my life. You're amazing. I used to feel so anxious and hopeless. Now I feel grace and peace. God bless Trinity as you continue to help others become debt-free. If credit card debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. That's 1-800-793-9159. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. Joining us is Councilman Ben Carroll. What do you think about the labor movement post-Janice? What are you hearing? I've spoken to public service labor unions all over the city and state, and they are telling me that they are stronger than ever. Members of labor know what's at stake, and they're not falling for any of the stuff that's coming out of Washington. They know that Janice was an attack on labor, and frankly, they know that no one's looking out for them other than their labor union. So I see folks getting more involved, and I think that if labor members get involved in their unions. I think that you can define who will be the next president of the United States of America, the next mayor of the city of New York, the next borough president in Manhattan, and the next council members, because everything's up for grabs in 2020 and 2021. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants. Founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you worked so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years, operational in 45 states and over 500 cities. Don't settle for second best. Brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services. Call now, 800-590-2180, or go online to Brosnan Risk dot com b-r-o-s-n-a-n risk dot com breaking news and local news find it on our website am 970 the answer dot com and now from new york back to radio night live here's kevin mccullough welcome back it is radio night live it is friday friday stands for fun sometimes food always broadway Christine Nicholas, Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. And our special guest, Gordon Cox, is back with us. Um, Gordon, you you made reference to um, Off-Broadway and plays and so forth in the last. Um, that's kind of a big section of offering for this spring. What what do we expect there? Yeah, uh, on Broadway, actually, there are a fair number of uh, plays uh, that are worth checking out. Several of them are pretty starry. You know, there's a play called Mary Jane that Rachel McAdams is in that uh, got a lot of attention off Broadway when Carrie Coon was actually in it a few years ago. Who would ago. have thought, just um, just for the second, that mm-hmm. The Notebook and Rachel McAdams would both be on Broadway at the same time? It's a, it's a surprising development. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a new Paula Vogel play called Mother Play that has Jim Parsons and Jessica Lang in it. You know, that it's and Paula Vogel is a, you know, storied writer who has won the Pulitzer Prize and you know she's all her work is always worth uh checking out and then you know we have a revival of uh John Patrick Shanley's play Doubt with Amy Ryan uh and uh and uh, Liam uh, excuse me Leah Schreiber and um it uh that's that's a great play and then it's got two great actors in it and uh, that is probably going to be worth seeing and then there was this off-Broadway show called Stereophonic that uh, is about a band and they sing quite a bit in that play. They're recording an album through the course of the play, um, but it is technically a play. It is classified as a play um, and uh, it is like people loved it, loved it, fell all over themselves for it. Um, and uh, it very swiftly uh, announced that it would be moving to Broadway. It's having a limited run that starts uh, shortly. Mm-hmm. I was uh, mentioning to Kevin on another show I had recently, I went to see uh, The Prayer for a French Republic, which I mm. thought was fabulous. Yep. And a lot of people are comparing it to Leopoldstadt, which was mm. last season. Right. Uh, you've seen both. Yes. Um, tell well, tell I, our I, audience the difference. 
Yeah, they certainly tackle similar subjects. This one, uh, the Prayer for the French Republic has a more um, contemporary uh, viewpoint of it. Like it is set in 2016 um, and it takes a it's it's it, it sort of a um, sidesteps its way into an issue that, uh, you know, is very is like top of mind for many, many people. It's about these uh, a, a Jewish family that has lived in Paris for a very long time um, who is start and they're starting to feel unsafe due to rising anti-Semitism and are considering uh, moving to Israel. And so it is uh, very much about uh, touching on topics that people are talking about right now. Um, and it does it in a very, uh, in a very sort of thoughtful and, you know, uh, uh, verbose way in a way that is kind of reminiscent of Tony Kushner. Like, you know, people have, you know, really meaty arguments and they, um, and, you know, and they really dig into stuff. Uh, and it's, uh, it's been quite well received. You know, the time flew by. I think that's a good point on, yeah. on how good a play is. It's like August Osage County, where I remember seeing that years ago, and we knew that it was three and a half hours, and we were dreading to go see it, and then we couldn't get enough, yeah. right? And this play is also three acts, or maybe it's two, but it flies yeah. by, yeah. Uh, and you, you leave wanting more, in a sense, yeah. to knowing yeah. what's going on. Um, tell me about, you know, you mentioned Suffs. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, it's all new music. It's all new um, music. Yeah. By a writer it, named Shana Taub, who is also the star, which also makes it a little bit like Hamilton, the person who wrote it. I was going to ask you about that. She's the star. She mm-hmm. is the producer. She's the creator. How does it, she does it all? Right? So. She does do it all. She is one of those. She's a really talented musical theater uh, creator and um, and also a performer. And so in this, she's been this is a project she's been working on for uh for a long time and uh she plays the sort of central role right and then you know one of my favorite books of all time the great gatsby mm-hmm. uh when you love a book that much am i going to be disappointed by the play or do you <laughs> think this cast is such that it's going to wow me it's got a great cast. It's got uh, Jeremy Jordan and Ava Noblezada, who are sort of younger on the younger generation of like rising Broadway stars. Um, they both have like pretty serious fan bases. Um, and uh, the show premiered at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey, where people where it got some favorable reviews. And um, this one and, you know, it's coming in favorable enough that they it is uh, here on Broadway and uh, one of the notable things about that production is that uh, the lead producer is a Korean gentleman, uh, uh, a Korean production company. And uh, they he has been interested in he's been developing this project, not just for Broadway, but also to take it all around the world. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Great stuff. Okay. Uh, don't don't ever miss Gordon's column at Variety. He's he's covering all of it. And uh, we're so grateful for you to spend some time with us tonight. Thanks for stopping by. Happy to be here. You got it. Uh, when we come back, uh, Christine, we're going to go out to Brooklyn and visit the Brooklyn Children's Museum. And before we're done uh, tonight yet, we will also get in some tips for your weekend. Some really cool stuff going down. You don't want to miss any of it. Uh, Christine has that for you as well. It's all straight ahead on the Friday night edition of Radio Night Live. This is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. We have our senator from New York State, U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer, on the line. 
We've been getting a lot of questions about what can be done in these mass shootings. Are there any solutions being discussed on the Hill? There are a number of things we have to do. One is to have universal background checks. You know, there is a right to bear arms, and people who want to have a gun should be able to get one, but only if they're not felons, if they're not adjudicated mentally ill, if they're not spousal abusers. That's all the background check law does, and it has the support of 90% of the people. So we are going to be making a strong effort here on the Hill to deal with background checks. Uh, We're also looking at banning clips of more than 10 bullets. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Fastec Industries helps you with all your construction and demolition weekly waste removal needs. Roll off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Specializing in removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, asphalt, throughout all five boroughs and every corner of New Jersey. Rear load trash containers from 1 to 10 yards, compactors from 25 to 40 yards, number one supplier of recycled product, number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials from bluestone and sand to belgium block number one provider of roll-off containers take it from joe p call and ask for joe c at 718-494-1600 718-494-1600 mention this ad for 25 dollars off your next roll-off container rental go online to fastechindustries.com f-a-z-t-e-c-i-n-d.com fastech industries is now serving westchester county fastech industries is a defazio company Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants, founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you worked so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years, operational in 45 states and over 500 cities. Don't settle for second best. Brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services. Call now, 800-590-2180, or go online to Brosnan Risk dot com b-r-o-s-n-a-n risk dot com america first with sebastian gorka weekday afternoons at three and evenings at 10 on am 970 the answer and now from new york back to radio night live here's kevin mccullough All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And uh, Christine, it's always fun to check in with uh, the uh, various museums in the New York City tri-state area. We are we are museum rich in terms of uh, our particular metro area. Uh, and tonight we get to go out to Brooklyn and talk to one of our favorites. Yeah, we really are blessed uh, to be in this city that uh, puts such an emphasis on art and culture. Uh, and one of my favorite museums is the Brooklyn Children's Museum. And Kevin, I don't know if you realize it, but it was the first children's museum. It was founded back in 1899, I believe. Uh, well, we have someone who can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Atiba Edwards is the president and CEO of the Brooklyn Children's Museum. And uh, welcome, Atiba, to Radio Night Live. And, and tell us more about this wonderful gem in Brooklyn. Well, thank you both for having me. I am, I'm stoked to be here and always representing Brooklyn, representing the Children's Museum. But, you know, you get an A on your first attempt. It was 1899. The museum was founded and spun out of the Brooklyn Institute of Arts and Sciences. And we're unique in that we've always been in Crown Heights and Central Brooklyn is an area we say we super serve and an area we're proud to serve. And the only time we stepped away from here was about in the late 70s. We moved over to Bedford Ave as this building was going through some renovations. So we've been here. We love being here. And we love bringing everybody into our nice yellow spaceship, we call sometimes. Atiba, let me ask you, in, in the 1890s, what was going on that this kind of revolutionary idea of having a museum that was targeted at and for kids because that was obviously the first of its kind. Nobody had done it before. Where? What was the, I don't know, demand for it? Yeah, it was really led. Um, one of the key 
champions of this entity was Anna Billings Gallup, who was one of the team that helped found it. And the idea was to create a space for children. You know, we are used to having these large institutions and entities that are all about adults, or sometimes they say everyone, but we got to start with the root of it all and having a space dedicated for children in a way that they become curious and excited was really the seed that planted it. And, you know, it, it runs differently than many other museums and cultural organizations. And what I mean by that is twofold. The first, we tell every family that comes in here, let your child lead the way. You know, they was like, oh, my first time here, where should I go? I say, whatever speaks to your child, follow them. You know, we have a rainbow tunnel that's a big icon. So we always love people lead their way. And then the other way too is that it's a space that's about 95% touch. And it's really important for that tactile and formal learning to be key parts of development. And, you know, I think the 5%, we have, um, we have quite a amount of taxidermy. It was a big thing back in the heyday, apparently. So <laughs> that's like the 5% that you can't really touch. We have that behind glass. Well, was, I bet the kids find that kind of cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, was it tactile from the beginning? I mean, because we think we think in ex, we think in sensory perception a lot more right now because of kind of the education that we've come to. But was this something that the, that they thought about in the 1890s? Yeah, it was something that was always part of everything that they did. I mean, we have records that show um, workshops being done that revolved around the sciences and transistor radios. So tactile and touch, I would say we predated it. And, you know, sort of Brooklyn's fashion, we kind of set the tone and set the bar that it was really important for informal engaged learning because back in the heyday, we knew that's how it was learned and as an opportunity to really engage and have what I call memories really sink in. You know, there's a great quote, I will paraphrase for the sake of time, but it goes something to the tune of, you know, tell me and I'll forget, involve me and I'll remember. And that notion of engaging learning and hands-on learning is really important for everybody's development. And we are humans and entities that learn by senses and touching is a key part of that. Hmm. Well, you know, the Brooklyn Children's Museum, it is always a busy, fun place. And I read that you welcome about 300,000 folks a year. But this week is especially busy because as we call it Feb break or mud week. That's another <laughs> name for it. What can folks that are visiting the museum this week, next week, during the season expect to see, Atiba? Well, this week we're celebrating Black Future Festival. It's part of our annual programming that takes place in February connected to Black History Month. And we have workshops, art performances, mass making, and we always partner with a local artist or community-based organization. We do about a dozen festivals a year. So this week of February, we're celebrating Black Future Festival. Um, two weekends ago, we just finished up celebrating Lunar New Year. So the key part of the museum's mission is to be a champion of diversity of the borough, but also be a place that supports emerging artists, local artists, curating artists by giving them a budget stipend and space so that they have access to our constituent base to show and really engage them with a lot of fun learning. So you'll have some great opportunities there for programming. And if you happen to come after the programming done, we also have some amazing exhibits, um, temporary exhibits. We have a opposites abstract by Mo Willems as well as some of our permanent exhibit spaces, including a synthetic ice skating rink, air maze, and so much more. Wow, and it's reasonable, right? I mean, it's free for members, and it doesn't cost a whole lot to become a member, and everybody should consider being a member because that's how the museums maintain their uh, richness and, and all of the exhibits year round. But I think it's uh, $15 for general admission, is that correct? You're, you're two for two. I'm not sure if you're an NBA jam player, but one more and you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see you give a little break for grandparents. I'm not there yet, but uh, I think it's great that you give a, because, you know, grandparents really are like the go-to for kids. You know, they have, it's that common enemy that uh, kids and grandparents have, which yeah. is the parent. So that's what makes them so popular. Oh, yes. Well, and, you know, if you live in the area, take advantage of these uh, cultural iconic resources, because, Christine, I've you know that we were a transplant family, but we've been here 21 years now. 
But we've had conversations with people that have lived there their whole lives and never done half of the things that they have access to, which is I feel like is a little bit of a, of a crime because the rest of the country doesn't have this uh, kind of resource sitting in its backyard. Yeah. And I mean, some of that is really a testament to what you all are doing of amplifying cultural organizations, right? You know, there's about 2.7 million people in Brooklyn with six large cultural organization spaces that a high percentage of that population hasn't visited. So we want to do all that we can to get them out and realize how rich our backyard is that, you know, to that point, Kevin, sometimes we overlook what's in our backyard to think about venturing far out to really enjoy our life. Yeah. Well, good job. And uh, if people want more info, where do they go? Brooklynkids.org or on the Instagram at BCMKids. That's how you can find us. We're always happy. We're looking to bring more people into our building. There's no reason we can't hit half a million soon. Visit us at 145 Brooklyn Avenue. I got, got you, Christine. All right. Gotcha. Coming right Thank back. You. Christine's got tips for your weekend. Don't go away. Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. Joining us is Councilman Ben Carroll. What do you think about the labor movement post Janice? What are you hearing? I've spoken to public service labor unions all over the city and state, and they are telling me that they are stronger than ever. Members of labor know what's at stake, and they're not falling for any of the stuff that's coming out of Washington. They know that Janice was an attack on labor, and frankly, they know that no one's looking out for them other than their labor union. So I see folks getting more involved. And I think that if labor members get involved in their unions, I think that you can define who will be the next president of the United States of America, the next mayor of the city of New York, the next borough president in Manhattan, and the next council members, because everything's up for grabs in 2020 and 2021. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island. Providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring. Fully insured in New York and New Jersey and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Take it from Joe P. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service second to none. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is a DeFazio company. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants. Founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you worked so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years, operational in 45 states and over 500 cities. Don't settle for second best. Brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services. Call now, 800-590-2180, or go online to Brosnan Risk dot com b-r-o-s-n-a-n risk dot com take it from charlie kirk as i read this new york times article so i read the new york times so you don't have to salem media group reaches more people than they realize it's my favorite line of the whole thing their hosts are big names and they have huge reach which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. 
Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. All right, welcome back. Final few minutes of the week on Radio Night Live, and that means Christine Nicholas comes with your whole list of fun things to do this weekend. Christine, what it, what what's on the burner? <laughs> well, first, I want to thank Atiba Edwards uh, for you know really sharing with us some amazing things that the uh, Brooklyn Children's Museum is doing. So, for more information on what to see and how to access the Brooklyn Children's Museum, which is located at 145 Brooklyn Avenue. Go to brooklynkids.org. And uh, remember, it is off-Broadway week, folks, so it's running until March 3rd, so you still have time to secure two-for-one tickets um, today to 30% off uh, if you use code OBW24, as in off-Broadway week, 19 you know uh, 2024 listen to me uh so obw24 or you can go on our friends at nyctourism.com and get not only information about off-broadway week but lots of other things to do and i want to give a shout out to our very good friend wendy hilliard who has been a guest on the show it is the ninth annual harlem gymnastics invitational it kicked off earlier today and it's going to run until sunday uh, and this is really fabulous where they have at the Harlem Armory a bunch of kids competing, tumbling uh, for gymnastics. And it is just a fabulous thing. If you really want to see a lot of kids go flying around, flipping, it is a hoot. Uh, it's located at 40 West 142nd Street between Lennon and Avenues. Where 800 gymnasts aged 8, uh, 7 to 18. And not only are they from the New York and Metro area. They also have folks from Wendy Hilliard's Detroit uh, Gymnastics Foundation coming in and Florida and Connecticut. I mean, they're from all over the country. If you want more information, the tickets are free. You just need to fill out a form to say that you will be coming. You go to wendyhilliard.org and you can get more information. Uh, so, and also, it doesn't really feel like summer yet, but summer's right around the corner. There's going to be a job fair at Playland. So if you want to work at Rye Playland in Westchester County, which would be a really fun job, frankly. I mean, it's an amusement park. It's got a beach. It's got a pool. Um, they are having a job fair at uh, the Cambria Hotel in White Plains. It's 250 Main Street in White Plains. And it's going to uh, go from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And you can apply for jobs, whether it be ride operators, lifeguards, guest services, IT support. You know, you need that, too. But go to Playland.com jobs for more information. And it's also the uh, this weekend, the 26th annual Lunar New Year Parade, which is uh, the 26th Chinatown Lunar New Year Parade and Festival. It's this Sunday, February 25th, and it's celebrating the Year of the Dragon. So the procession includes lion dancers and uh, all authentic dress. The parade kicks off at 1 p.m. from uh, Canal and Mott, and it heads up to Chatham Square before turning onto East Broadway. So you can get more information at Chinatown.nyc, uh, which, you know, is really a fabulous, fabulous celebration and wonderful places to eat. So go visit Chinatown. Downtown needs you. Uh, and I don't know if you've been down to Chinatown anytime recently, Kevin, but it really is a fabulous. Yeah, not long ago. It's uh, it's, yeah. a, it's one of the one of the really uh, not missed places. You have to you have to spend time there uh, when mm -hmm. you're in New York. All right. Uh, thank you uh, for everyone listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you to A.B. and Alana for all the production support. Thank you, Christine, for a great week. And we'll see everyone next time here on Radio Night Live. <laughs>